0: Hi guys, this is Joe from the Power Records Podcast here in Toronto, Canada. Boy, what a day this is. It's raining, cats and dogs and probably some other (laughs) animals. It's it's coming down hard. It's been raining all day and it's going to put a damper on our big raptors party here tonight outside. For those uh, that gather outside watching the big Raptors game, it's going to have less of a crowd because it's coming down hard, man. When I was just driving here, it was pouring and pouring and pouring rain. So the Great Lakes are filling up fast. (laughs) And uh, not a bad thing there, I guess. We need lots of water, but we're getting our share of water. Um, Guys, it's great to talk to you. This is the podcast about vinyl records, vinyl records selling, vinyl records trading vinyl records collecting vinyl records are the in thing and i hope all of you have a nice collection and you're building a collection just like i am i've been vinyl record collecting since i was probably 14 years old i would say guys one of my first vinyl records that i bought was a paul mccartney i believe it was high 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 i don't know if you guys remember that song by Paul McCartney. That was the first vinyl single that I bought. And I fell in love with vinyl at that age. Just love vinyl music. Even when CDs came out, you know, I still, every week, bought three or four vinyl record albums. You know, uh, it's, you know, it didn't sway me. And even with online downloading came out, yeah, I got into that a bit. It was great at the beginning, but then I went kind of back to vinyl records as I love them so much. Just can't beat the sound and the crispness of, you know, opening up a vinyl record LP and looking at it. So cool. Uh, That reminds me, when I was at my local flea market, there's a flea market very close to me here in Toronto that has tons and tons of vinyl records. There's three or four stores down in the basement of the flea market that sell uh, vinyl records and it's expanding and there's more and more of that coming. And I I, I see it and I see more more popping around uh, here in Toronto, a lot of brick and mortar store, but also flea markets too. But at one of our flea markets, the one I I visit with my daughter every week, pretty much, there's a draw going on in the flea market where they're selling off or drawing off a vinyl package from the Beatles. Every single one of their albums in a package, uh, this big, nice box set for $2 in uh, entries. And I, of course, I've, I've en- I have enrolled in that. I put in my $2. I'd love to win that thing, but it's every single Beatle album. And I would just love to have a hold of that. I believe they sell that online and it's like close between the $500 $600 Canadian for that package. I'd like to get my hands on that someday if anybody, anybody knows where I can get that, I think Amazon has it. I don't know if it's the exact same uh, um, quantity in terms of the records inside of it, but this one had every single vinyl record in there. It's a Beatle box set of every single of the records, and I hope I do win it. I remember uh, you know, one of my first Beatle records that I listened to was Twist and Shout. and. and It was my brother's LP. It was all beat up. It was a beat up record. We put it on our little mono record player. And hearing the rock and roll of the Beatles was really, really cool. And we listened to it over and over and over again. Um, And then we bought one of these high fidelity uh, record players. Stereo. Stereo, guys. And we played it. Even though the mono records, were still a lot of mono records then the stereo records came out. And I believe the next one, I listened to was Help, and that was still in mono, you know, with the Beatles, and it was, man, so cool, Listen to Help, and all the songs that were kind of folky, some rock and roll in there, but it was just the type of music coming out, I never heard it before, and of course, it was all my brother's collection that I was listening to, because he was a huge Beatles fan, and I believe he saw the Beatles at one time in his life, uh, which I, I never did, except for Paul McCartney, uh, but... Um, that was the second uh, vi- uh, vinyl LP that I listened to was Help, which was so cool to listen to. And then on, to top that off, uh, it was Sgt. Pepper after. I think that was the next one I listened to. You know, I know there was other LPs in in, in between, but I kind of, you know, there's so many other music I listened to that Sgt. Sergeant Sergeant Pepper caught my eye more than anything else because, man, the, the change of the music to... You know more. You know songs like When I'm 64. You know even my dad, <laughs> even my dad, kind of appreciated that song because it wasn't rock and roll, it wasn't heavy rock. It was like cool music, popish music that every it appealed to everybody. And, you know, it kind of like something you never heard before. You know when they changed and then looking at the LP, opening up the gatefold, gatefold guys, a gatefold record, and, and seeing the Beatles all dressed in. The Sergeant Pepper, Sergeant Pepper gear with mustaches, shorter hair. Like it was just what a time that was, you know, to watch that happen in front of your eyes and listen to that music. We never stopped listening to those records. I remember we listened to them all day long, over and over and over again, and that's the reason why probably they got so scratched. In those days, you really need, you didn't know how to look after a record the way you look at look after it now. It was just a different way of handling it. And then guys, I think I remember, uh, the next Beatle record that caught my eye was Abbey Road, when I when I listened to Abbey Road, and, and of course the, the Paul McCartney controversy was going on there, where the Paul McCartney was dead, and you're looking up for all these clues on the LP, the crack on uh, the, um, the, the Abbey Road, the, you know, Paul being barefoot, Paul being the last one, Paul dressed as in a suit, like, it was so cool at that time, to to hear about that stuff, and. It was an exciting time and of course the LP was unbelievable. You know, when you hear the songs uh, they put together, uh, it was just unbelievable. But that's my take on Beatles records. And guys, if you own Beatles vinyl LPs, man, those are gems to have in your collection. And I hope you don't sell off your originals. If you do have originals, hang on to them. They are worth a lot of money. I know there's a lot of revamped, revised editions. But if you've got an original editions of Beetle LPs that are in good condition, don't sell them off. Uh, you know, I have my collection. A lot of them are kind of mixed, some originals, some not originals. But hold on to them if you have an originals. They're worth a lot of money. And of course, you don't want to part to them. If you're a Beetle fan like me and like listening to Beatles. those are the ones to have in your collection. Guys, what I want to talk today a little bit about is uh, shipping shipping vinyl records and i have a couple of opinions on this and a couple things that i've noted that uh, i want to pass on to you if you're in the vinyl record business selling vinyl records online like i do there's a couple things to remember here right number one i think i've told you in previous podcasts is you need to ship your vinyl records in the proper shipping containers don't ship them in envelopes and in paper envelopes Guys, these are vinyl records, and they're delicate, and they need to be shipped with foam, wrapped in foam, and put in an LP mailer that you can buy online on Amazon, uh, or you could spend cheaper amount of money, buy uh, ones from particular sites that sell cardboard containers. Uh, Look it up on on, uh, Google, and you'll see them, and I usually buy some deals, and I buy lots of them. I don't buy like five or 10. I buy 100, 200 of them and keep them. It's a lot cheaper to buy them that way. But make sure you ship your vinyl records in a secure container such as the LP mailers, okay? Now also watch that you weigh your packages. Weigh your, some LPs, even though they look the same, some LPs weigh different amounts than other LPs. The older LPs made in the 60s are made of the more rigid type of plastic vinyl and then of course in the 80s they're the flexible vinyl that weigh you know half to have to weight but make sure you weigh because that's uh, for two reasons. So you don't rip yourself off and you know you get ripped off on the shipping price and you go to the uh, post office and you and you ask them to mail your or record and you get shocked. That it weighs so much, and you have to pay so much in shipping. So do that pre work ahead of time, and ensure that you know you have the right shipping cost associated with the weight of your of your um, of your record. Don't try to rip your customer off with records and shipping, right? A lot of people do that, and and I really don't understand why. Sometimes what they're doing is they're pricing their LP at a lower price, let's say, you know, 2 or $3 lower, and then they jack up the shipping price to like 50% more, and it's totally ridiculous, guys. Uh, don't do that, because they're not going to come back and buy another record off of you. They will see what the average price, they know, like shipping in Canada, you know, averages about $12, you know, shipping to uh, USA averages is about $14 with tracking and if you're putting in 20-25 dollars and that's happened to me too and you question that and you get questioned on that there's no need for that put in the actual right shipping cost you know the customer will appreciate it but don't lose money and you know and try to if you are shipping in the in the shipping container take the measurements you can go online and put and put in your, your, your measurements and you can um, you can get the actual shipping cost and you know, weigh it right there and you can do it all online but don't guess and don't try to rip off your customer it's very important there because again you want to keep that reputation but so many times I see on eBay and I see on Discogs really swelling up that that shipping price to, for, because the people that are selling these records are trying to make a profit don't do that guys um, that is something that I've I've noticed that I don't want you to do if you are in the vinyl record selling business like I am. right? So guys, you can sell on Discogs. You can sell your records on Discogs like I do. Uh, look, up, look us up on Power Records uh, there on Discogs. We sell on a site called Music Stack. You can sell your records there as well too. You can sell on eBay. I don't have a store on eBay. You can sell on Amazon uh, too. I don't have a store there as well too. But those are just choices that you can uh, you can um, sell your vinyl records on now if you sell on Amazon they set the shipping price for you and I really don't mind that so for instance if you put a record on for $15 they add $6 on the price of the record so you know there's no uh, worries uh, about trying to adjust your shipping price and the customer doesn't have to worry either because the shipping price is set So guys, if you want to look us up, we're on Facebook at Power Records One. If you want uh, to uh, be on the show or if you want me to talk about your vinyl record business, fire us an email at jlcarone at simpatico.ca. Guys, it was great talking to you again today. Keep collecting those vinyl records and we'll talk to you soon.